Tracy and Emily are smart lovable sisters who really love Lucifer for the plot. Yeah, the plot, which they overthink. Hello, I am here with my sister, Tracy Guy Decker. And yes, there's a hyphen there. And I'm here with my sister, Emily Guy Birkin, but she does not use a hyphen. And together we are doing Lightbringers, where we illuminate the deeper meaning of the crime-solving devil TV show. And yes, we are overthinking it. We are. It's true. We're overthinking it. <laughs> so, um, so today we're going to talk about um, season two, episodes three and four. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and those two episodes are called Sin Eaters and Lady Parts. Do not touch the charred crotch. <laughs> is a sentence I never thought I'd say. (laughs) So if we're going to overthink it anyway, because we Mm -hmm. are, I actually think that sin eaters starts to get at some stuff that I actually have been thinking about a lot. I mean, in the same way that we, we talked about the fact that there's some propaganda in this, in this series. And like, I own the fact that when I was initially thinking about it, I was like, yeah, but if it wasn't a police procedural, what would it be? Um, as if that's the only way to tell a story. What other kind of storytelling is there? But in this, in that same sort of like, as if there isn't another way, I think like getting at the idea of like punishment being the only or the best consequence for wrongdoing is another one of those grooves that is so well-worn that you don't even realize that there are other ways. Um, And I think that there's something about, this episode that starts to actually, I don't know, chip away at that, at that Mm -hmm. groove that I think as a series, not until season six, do we actually see an attempt to transform, you know, sort of in a more like transformation, transformative justice, like abolitionist kind of way, Mm -hmm. um, by which I, I mean, specifically like the philosophy that looks to actually stop punishing people Mm-hmm. But and works on healing them um, mm-hmm. based on wrongdoing. Um, we're not there yet. <laughs> we're not there yet. Very but, much not there yet. But this episode really did start to at least like ask questions about it, and I mm-hmm. and I appreciated that. I think that um, you know, in fact, the 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 bit of dialogue from which the title comes, I think, starts to do that when Lucifer standing there in the um, offices of wobble and says, no one chooses to be a sin eater. Um, and that even just the way that it's phrased, I think is really like starts to, um, question that, that, Mm -hmm. that punishment as consequence is the only, or even the best way. Well, and there is even, uh, the, the sense that by doing that there, it is, it is causing yourself trauma. Mm-hmm. You get that with the perpetrator, the people he was for the first two people he punished were pretty reprehensible human beings. Um, the like just reprehensible, like there, there's, there's not really much you can say to excuse that. Um, well, there's nothing you can say to excuse the behavior. And mm-hmm. also like, is death actually the appropriate well, and so so it's one of those where you start off with, and you even see Lucifer like after he, the with the second death, where he's like, 
this guy's doing great work. I don't want to yeah, stop yeah. him. These guys deserve um, what they got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now uh, of the two, I think that the second was, well, I don't know. Like, it's hard to say, like they humiliated, they both humiliated people. And in the second um, example, the the person he humiliated committed suicide. Right. I think that um, was actually important um, on in the, for the case of the, for the storytelling, like, mm-hmm. so that we as viewers could go along with mm-hmm. the, you know, I mean, posting the sex tape is wrong. I'm not suggesting otherwise. Um, and, but, the, and the writers wanted us to actually sort of, at least in some sense, agree with Lucifer, at least for a time that the mm-hmm. punishment somehow fit the crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it required, it actually required that poor young woman's death. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and the thing, well, and that also like, in just in terms of story construction, that also meant that we knew it wasn't, she wasn't the perpetrator. Like, so in, in terms of story construction, that was required in order to make the, the story work in multiple levels. Mm-hmm. The thing that is interesting to me is that the, the perpetrator, Ray, he started off with someone he knew who had done something that was pretty awful. And he saw the consequences to a, a third party who had done nothing wrong. Um, and then moved on to um, this, this young man who had brought about the death of a woman, um, not intentionally, but he did intentionally humiliate her because she lost her job and, and all of that. So we don't know how either of these victims felt. Like we don't know, like the, the man after, after the death of his ex-girlfriend, you know, because of what he did, he may have been horrified. You know, we don't know. We don't see that. Um, and, and been like, oh my God, I have to turn my life around. I have to change. I need to get into therapy. I need to figure out what it was in me that felt that it was reasonable to post revenge porn um, because, uh, because a woman rejected me. So anyway, there is reason for the audience. The audience is given reason to see what Ray is doing as kind of righteous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um the first victim of the humiliation, I mean, he, he claimed it as his own. Yes. Said, yeah, I did it. I killed him. Yeah. So there's, um, yeah. And, but by, by meeting out this punishment, Ray becomes a monster himself, mm-hmm. um, which he would be, even if he had not um, kidnapped Lila and tried to kill her who she had not done anything wrong, you know, well, <laughs> other than allow the sin eating. Yes. Um, and so, and then, you know, thinking about like this, this episode came out in, I don't know, 2016, 2017, um, thinking about Facebook mm-hmm. since then, mm-hmm. um, and what we know about Facebook, uh, it, that adds a new twist to it because again, like there's a, you're right, Lila, like she did allow the sin eating and she didn't fire, um, uh, the first victim. In, in fact, she dated him mm-hmm. we learn yeah yeah it called him charming yeah yeah so so yeah i think the other thing that's interesting is that what lucifer realizes about ray when he's talking to ray and says you think you deserve this too mm-hmm. um i think that actually is really becomes a through line i think about his mm-hmm. character for the rest of the series um in that you know he somehow thinks he deserves to be a punisher. 
mm-hmm. to be a sin eater, to be the one, you know, the devil face and all of that, like the, the self-actualization that we, we later learn, um, is true of him. And I think that, um, so I think that that moment of realization, which is not, I mean, I think, I think it's explicit, but it's not sort of, there's no exposition around it. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't talk about it. You just see it happen, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is really, um, it's an important moment in terms of like the story arc of the character, um, mm-hmm. and the development of the character. And they don't, there's no exposition around it, but, but it's very, very clear. Especially since the very next episode, he is distracting himself mm-hmm. from what he's uh, discovered doing and not doing. Um, yeah. 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 Like very actively distracting himself mm-hmm. from it and says so, um, mm-hmm. explicitly. So I think that's, it, it, it's an, it's an interesting, it's an interesting moment. And, and in terms of the, like, so, so, so coming back to the, my first point here about the punishment as being like the only way or that, that groove that we kind of get stuck in, like I realized when I, on rewatching lady parts, and then we should actually talk about the, the friendship, but I realized I'm rewatching lady parts that I think that my first viewing, I didn't, even though it's very clear, DB Woodside as Amenadiel says, what if he takes, what if God takes back God's end of the bargain? And Lucifer says one human soul, he's not going to do anything. I mean, that's not going to matter to him. And then the, and then immediately cuts to Chloe in the car before the car accident. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the implication is very clear that God, in fact, is taking his side of the bargain back. I totally missed it the first time around. I just got <laughs> stuck in like, oh my gosh, she was in the car accident. Like I yeah, did not yeah. see the cause and effect, which I think is very clearly laid out there. I just was like caught in the surface level. Of the and story. when you're binging, you're binging, you know? Yeah. 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 So, but I think that's like, there's a lot of layers actually, I think in these two episodes together around, um, the requirement for punishment, punishment, fitting the crime, the role and, and personality and toll on the punisher. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just, I think there's a, there's a lot of layers that mm-hmm. are about Lucifer, but also sort of about society and mm-hmm. also about like God and, um, or, or just, just kind of karma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they even use that word karma at one point, um, yeah. about Yuri, the John who tried to hire mm-hmm. the two, mm-hmm. uh, the two dead girls in the second. There's, you know, there's a couple of things, um, that, that brings up for me. One is, um, so Lucifer he is horrified and and he gets goes back into the case when his mother suggests that he is only still punishing because it's the role god gave him and that he is still trying to be god's good boy and he's like no absolutely not and so he wants to talk to ray to find out why he is punishing and that that's what makes him realize like i enjoy it it makes me happy and i love that his mother's response is well mother can't ask for a better reason it's like I am thinking like I think that with uh, some of the stuff the kids like to watch I'm like well if it makes you happy like I can't <laughs> I'm never gonna understand why you like this show right oh um so um but he doesn't it doesn't make him happy because otherwise he wouldn't go throw himself into distraction in the very next episode um and he actually says no one chooses to be a sin eater. And like, just because he's good at it, does that doesn't mean it makes him happy. It means it's a groove, you know, like, like what you're saying. So that's, that's one aspect of it. 
the other aspect, thinking about karma and about um, uh, consequences and things like that, is I'm um, we're recording this on the Tuesday after the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, and a lot of people, particularly well-meaning white folks, were posting stuff like, "This is horrible. Our justice system is not working, but karma is going to get him." <laughs> And I saw it over and over and over again. Now, part of this is because I, though I know better, I camp out in the comments and places because I cannot help myself. Um, but then I saw um, a couple of um, uh, black influencers that I follow saying like, that is a very white thing to say because it's abdicating responsibility. It's saying like, oh, we'll let karma handle this. And, the, and that's, kind of what um, Lucifer is doing, you know, to tie it back to the, the show that is the reason why we're talking. Um, but he's saying like, oh, it's fine. It's a loophole. Like, I don't need to worry about it. And then that's what he's doing with the, with, uh, the distraction and, and, and all of that is abdicating responsibility for something that is his responsibility as we abdicate our collective responsibility for social justice when we shrug and say karma is going to get him. And that's, um, I mean, they, they, they do this in a TV show because it's fictional and you can create a satisfying ending. <laughs> where there is something that happens because of that. And he does actually have to deal with his stuff. I think that's even more than that. It's even more than the karma piece in terms of like our collective responsibility, which, I, which does head of the show, which is that fundamentally, like by saying like, oh, this is a shame and it shouldn't have happened and karma will get him. There's also no, there's no recognition or ownership of the fact that the system worked exactly the way the system was designed. Yeah. This was not a failure of the justice system yeah. because it's not a justice system, right? It's an, it's a, it's a punishment system, system. <laughs> and it's a, it's a punishment system that is specifically designed to punish black and brown folks and not punish white folks in the same way. And mm -hmm. so it worked exactly the way it was designed. And yeah. so it's not just about like, I think it's not just about abdicating our, our personal responsibility by saying karma is going to get them. It's also like allowing the structures that, that made the injustice happen continue. And that I think is part of what I'm getting at when I talk about like the, the, the questioning whether or not punishment is even like the right thing. And I don't think that Lucifer is doing that here by his loophole. Cause ultimately what he's saying is God told me to punish her and I'm punishing her in a mm -hmm. different way. That's what he's mm -hmm. claiming. The loophole is. Mm -hmm. Now, the fact of the matter is, which we, which becomes clear um, later is God didn't actually tell him anything. God mm -hmm. showed him the empty yeah. cell. I don't know what to call it. Um, uh, the broken lock and the empty cell. Mm -hmm. um, there were no words exchanged. Um, well, and as, as we'll learn later, like God didn't tell Uriel anything either. Right. Who we haven't so quite met. We mean, we, we haven't met yet, but uh, so for, the, for these consequences, these are all like other people. And that's a good point. It, it's uh, um, people putting their interpretation on things, which is very much what we're seeing with Karma's Gonna Get Him, as well as the people who are lauding this person as a hero. Or um, even, even the folks who are sort of saying, well, the justice system failed. Mm -hmm. It's a lack of recognition of mm -hmm. the, the, the problems in the structures. 
mm-hmm. right? And it's it's sort of saying it's like it's like the uh, the idea that of like one bad apple in a police force. Like, no, there's a structural problem. Yes, when we try to make it like an in, the problem of an individual. We are actually um, we are actually shirking some of our responsibility and and true solutions. And sort of saying like, well, this is and this is what Lucifer how Lucifer is like us. He's saying, mm-hmm. well, I'm still punishing her. Mm-hmm. I'm just punishing her my way. Mm-hmm. Well, is punishment in fact what's called needed? for? Is yeah, that yeah. the structure that is in fact what is needed or asked for or you know most beneficial to all involved? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's it's that's and that's been on my mind a lot lately. Um, the I, sources, I, the same sources that Lucifer is loosely drawing on, i.e., <laughs> the canon of biblical Talmudic and early mm-hmm. Christian literature makes that assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is some of the same sources that our so-called justice system, um, claim to lean on. Well, you know, and I, I, I mean, the other thing that happened this weekend, um, so I am in Wauwatosa, which is just 10 minutes away from Waukesha, um, which is where there was that horrible mass casualty event, um, at the parade where, um, that man fleeing another crime scene ran over 40 people, 48 people, I think it is now. Yeah. At a parade. And it's coming out that um, the, he was out on a thousand dollar bail for domestic violence for running over the mother of his child in a gas station parking lot. And I, everything I'm seeing is people are saying like, there's something wrong with our system that he is out on bail. And that like, you know, people are blaming like, this is the Democrats fault because they're soft on crime. This is so-and-so, this is why there's a problem with bail reform and blah, blah, blah. And he should be locked up. And the thing that I, I keep coming back to is like, um, the system is not set up in a way to help whoever that man was stop doing anything, like anything negative. Um, He's got a long rap sheet and there's nothing set up in order to help him change the direction of his life. There's nothing set up to actually heal the trauma that's causing this behavior, right? I mean, I think that's ultimately, and that's ultimately the problem with punishment, which is what actually the Lucifer series says in the end. Yeah. Um, in the very end, but there's, I mean, like if this person has interacted with the system many times, and that was many opportunities for us as a collective to provide some sort of healing. Mm-hmm. And instead it's a matter of just restricting, restricting his movement, movement. And that's the, yeah. it, we behave as a society, as if that is our only tool in the toolkit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's frustrating to me is that when something like fails in other aspects of our society, we change it. So for instance, um, this man ran his SUV through the barricade, which was just sawhorses, because the assumption is that no one's going to run through that. That's like, they, they understand sawhorse means you can't go there. And he barreled through it 40 or 50 miles an hour. Um, and so I suspect that going forward, at least in Wisconsin, probably going to barricade roads with something like a fire truck, (laughs) 
um, so that something that's a tragedy like this can never cannot happen again. And so that's our immediate, that's immediate, like how can we fix this? How can we do this? But we don't have that same response to helping to heal the trauma that causes people to repeatedly be, um, be within the justice system. Um, and that's, you know, like to tie it back to, to um, I almost called it burn crotch, <laughs> chart crotch, um, sin eaters. So I pack it sin eaters. The, 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 the way wobble handles things is they have people who have to go through and find these, these, these videos and take them down. Um, but they don't like fire the person who did something that humiliated someone. They don't, um, they don't change the system of wobble or social media so that it, it discourages this other than like take it down as soon as it comes up as, as best you can. Like we only have one way of looking at things when it's certain types of systems, whereas other types of things, you know, you've got an Ikea dresser that falls over and hurts one child. They, they, they recall them all. So, and that, that's, that's the thing that's so frustrating to me is, is like, there's, there's these, this innovation that we can come up with in order to, to solve things without solving like the human problems um, yeah. that are going to keep happening over and over and over again, if we don't do something other than punish, punish, punish. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, let's talk about lady parts and friendship. Yeah. Well, first of all, can I just say, Linda is hilarious to me because she's like, let's bring this down a notch, like lower the temperature. Maybe she's being a raging bitch. Oh no, I started a bar fight. I'm going to hide under the bar and go, what's happening? What's happening? Like, Linda, you own this. <laughs> Granted, you'd had a few drinks. Yeah. I, just, I love that. That she was just like, let's calm down for a minute. And then she causes this huge bar fight. Yeah. So I think that I'm, I'm going to name it actually this type of betrayal shows up repeatedly in Lucifer. This sort of like maze got paid to take, or, you know, had a bet to take, mm -hmm. um, Chloe out and then Chloe feels like just totally betrayed because she was genuinely vulnerable and mm -hmm. had a good time. And then um, the one that I'm thinking about right now is the, um, we don't get it for a little while, but the 1940s throwback where we learn about Lilith mm -hmm. um, and the marital problems between the private eye mm -hmm. played by Lauren German and the private eye's wife played by Trisha Helfer. I can't, I don't know why I have such a hard time with Trisha's last name. Um, You'd just be on first name basis with her. Yeah. So Trisha, Trisha, we yeah. go, back, go way back. Right. <laughs> but the, the reason they're having marital trouble is because the Lauren German private eye character has realized that his, her, their wife um, was, um, was a call girl and was paid to, to uh, take her out, to, to take them take, out take them the out. first yeah. time. So I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just think that I don't, like, I don't feel like that's a thing that's ha that actually happens that often in the yeah. real world. Or maybe I'm sheltered. I don't know, but it just seems like that's not actually a thing that happens all that often, often, well, but it happens in TV and movies quite a lot. I mean, I guess 
I guess there's a, it's not that specific betrayal, but there's a similar betrayal or, 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 or feeling of being let down when you realize you're not as close of friends with someone as you thought, you as were. you thought you were. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's and true. So, and that happens there's to all of us. That's true. There's something very specific about this though. That's like, that's like taming of the shrew kind of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, like the, the specific mechanism of being paid or bet mm-hmm. to, um, be friendly with someone is, yeah. is something that I feel like shows up actually quite regularly in literature. Yeah. Um, and, or maybe I'm just lucky that it hasn't shown up I, in my life. I don't know. Well, you don't know that I pay. I've got some explaining to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that is a, that is a very specific thing, but I think it's getting to something that is universal. Yeah. It's just like got to have a shortcut for, yeah. for, for, story yeah, because it's, it's a 40 minute show. Yeah. 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 So, um, I do like, I actually, I, I also appreciate that like Lucifer asks her, like, name three people you could call to have a drink with, and you can't name me, your child, or the man you're divorcing. Um, and just as a mom who is a little older, but about, I mean, like, Learn German's actually about the same age as me, but, you know, I think she's playing a little younger. Um, but, uh, that I, I resonate with. Yeah. I was thinking about that just this morning. Actually, I was like, do they all have to be local? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's, that's the thing is like, people, but they're not local. (laughs) I, I know three people who I would love to get a drink with. Um, they're not all three in the same friend group, right? (laughs) So like, that's one of the problems. Like I couldn't get four women, including myself out. Yeah. They're not necessarily all local. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so that that's partially like just a, a function of what it is to be a parent with full-time job. Right. And 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 I, like just aging even. Like I think yeah. even if, if you weren't welcome parent, to middle age. Yep. Yeah. It's just it's so much harder to meet friends. So like it's understandable, like when you see Chloe starting to enjoy herself. Like there is something very sweet about that. Her realization, like, oh, I do have people. Like I do have some women who are, are with me. And then she says, I've never had women friends like this. And like, you, as you learn, I mean, she was acting as, mm-hmm. as like a, a teenager. And so um, I don't know if she went to school or went to college. I, I don't know if that's required to become a detective. But in any case, she, she was, she did not have the typical experiences that even lead to the like three people who are not local. Cause like, that's, that's uh, where a lot of my friends would be from is like uh, from, from college or the first, uh, first job out of college are people far flung all across the the country who would love to have a drink with me, but it's a 12 hour drive to get to them. Right. Right. So, and that I, I can imagine feeling that same sort of like, Hey, hey, these these women are here and they care about me and and we could do this again. And I like her sense of betrayal is completely it's very understandable. understandable. And, and and there's there's something very comedic, but also just really sad about her like beating the killer with the yoga mat at the end. There's a <laughs> special place in hell. <laughs> oh, so I love I love how Maze is trying to convince Chloe, like, hey pulling her hair that was genuine <laughs> whatever it was that she did I really it was sweeter <laughs> um I, I I really do like 
the odd couple nature of May's and Chloe's friendship. Um, which is, which is sort of introduced here. Yeah. 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 And I think actually that's why in my first viewing, I didn't put together the causal relationship between Lucifer breaking the deal and Chloe getting in a car accident, even though it's, it's now that I'm rewatching, it seems pretty clearly spelled out. I was, I think I was so shocked by the fact that Chloe is in fact going to live with Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maze that I was like, oh wow, she's really going to get that apartment with Maze. And then and the, yeah, the crash yeah. and and so I, like I just lost the lost the thread yeah thread that that the yeah. the writers actually very clearly set up for me yeah but I just I just got distracted by that other detail because well, it, it is it is like they're gonna do what now yeah <laughs> like, it's just like how is this gonna work right, <laughs> right. Then, I mean even the way then, even the way Maze talks about it like I like your kid and you dress terrible so you know I won't borrow your clothes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And I don't want to kill you anymore. So I think it's going to work great. Yeah, sell it. Sell it, Maze. <laughs> and, and she just stole her donut. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that that's, um, I, I, that's understandable. That's an understandable because it went from like her going, huh? To like on the phone, like two women and a child. Like, wait, what? <laughs> like you were actually doing this? Okay, then. Yeah. yeah. So um, we did in Lady Parts have one of those uh, like who's staying with Trixie moments because they were both working at night, both uh, Dan and Chloe are working at night. And it's just like, what, what? That happens so often. I've just decided they have just, a babysitter on call or Penelope. Like, yeah. Cause it just yeah, happens yeah. all the time. It happens all the time. And I, I like first watch through, like I noticed it sometimes, but generally it was just like, this is, there are some things that I forgive in television shows um, and some that, that bother me a little bit more than others. And so like when people complain about how large apartments are in television shows, particularly like friends, right? I'm like, I give that a pass because of the logistics of filming a, a, a multi-camera television show. It's just, it's just not possible to have a realistic looking New York apartment. And if it's going to be big, you might as well go, go for it. Mm-hmm. But then some things like who is staying with the small child? <laughs> That bothers me a little bit more, even though I know logistically it's just like, well, the actress playing the small child is at school because she's a child and can't be in every episode and the adults still need to be in the show. Right. So, um, so yeah, I like, I know that that logistically. Now I did want to talk about briefly um, about a Mena deal. Well, first of all, just Praise to D.B. Woodside for the comedic delivery of Cosmos are yummy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were several actually when he's like worried about the wings and he's trying to explain to Linda and she thinks he's talking about erectile dysfunction. Yes. And then he like looks down toward his crotch and then just like looks at her. Yeah. Um, and so I like thinking about, um, he's got kind of a, a smaller part in, in, in these two, both of these, yeah. both of these episodes, but he is also like, when he comes in at the end where he's just like, God is going to have consequences. Um, he's saying that because he's personally feeling them. Yeah. Like he's lost his wings. He's lost his powers. And that's uh, like, I think that that's really one of the through lines of the show is that, um, Lucifer continuously makes things about him. And I think similarly, all the celestials take what's happening to them and, and uh, apply it elsewhere. Even though like we later learn that's that God's not taking anything away from a men deal. There's, there's a, uh, right. 
but even just the build that Amenadiel clearly wants help and wants to talk about this, but isn't quite there yet. Mm-hmm. That he brings it up with Linda and, and then he gets up upset and says, I can't take mm-hmm. her, you know, he like hits mm-hmm. the bar or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, like that feels like an invitation yes. to tell Lucifer, but like Lucifer, but because Lucifer is Lucifer, he can't, well, well, that's very is, dramatic. I think you need to, you know, it's just, he's just yeah, not yeah. there. Well, same thing with um, when, when Chloe gets upset, when she realizes that Maze um, um, was paid basically. Right. Um, you should be thanking out. me, he says. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like pissed off and he's asking Dan, what did you say to her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Like clearly we can see where the onset of that upset came from. So can you maybe put some things together? But that's, that's part of the reason why we love the show is that self-centered confidence is fun to watch would be horrific to live with. Right. But yes, it's very fun to watch. And it also, it does a, a decent job of giving cover for it. Like it's a talking about story construction again. Yeah, that that I can't when he he bangs the 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 counter. Normal human beings would talk to each other at that point, and the the secret would come out. But because Lucifer is who he is, the story construction construction allows it to remain a secret. Where you know a lot of long running shows, they'll have things that have to stay a secret for a long time for show reasons. Or and but like the story construction and character work makes no sense um, because it's just like, no, you would actually talk to each other. Would you please stop? This is ridiculous. You're being an idiot. So where's this, it fits within the character, which is again, one of the reasons why we stand Joe and LD. Like they, they have figured out ways to maintain stuff that could be difficult to maintain because, um, of just how they, how they write, uh, these characters and, and make the, the decisions the characters make centered in who they are mm-hmm. um there are a couple of false notes at, at certain points but for the most part it, it works really really well yeah <sighs> i think maybe we overthunk it enough for one day yeah we done overthunk it enough today you got any final pet peeves or fluff to share um i just have to say i love all the weird like discomfort that lucifer has with uh, his mother and Charlotte's body, like when she's dancing on the table and he's like, please stop talking. And then he like picks her up and then like he's doing this because her butt's right by his head. Yeah. It's awesome. Mine is the the flirtation between Lucifer and Ella right now. Yeah. Where they're sort of like kind of sharing silly jokes and stuff. And there's definitely like a, like a wink and a, I don't know, there's there, it's a flirtation still at this point, which is mm-hmm. um, kind of fun because it, mm-hmm. it stops being that um, at some point. And, and yeah. so I have that the whole arc in my head. So remembering this when she's still getting to know him and like mm-hmm. laughing at his. Oh yeah. All his, oh, I do have to say like all his, his crotch burning jokes. There was like at least oh. one where it's Oh, the crotch burning joke. She said the burning bush. Yes. And he says, that was actually me. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> and then she goes, oh yeah, sure. And winks. <laughs> Man, that, I mean, it says an angel of the Lord. It, it could have been that angel, I guess. <laughs> um, so 
so, but he says one where I'm like, that's not a thing. People don't say that. Like he says like um, hot pants, great balls of fire. Then it was just like burning crotch or something. I'm like, I, I might be misremembering, but, and maybe it's just something I've never come across. I'm like, that's not a thing. People don't say that. That's not a pun. Oh, I don't remember that one. I was stuck oh, on the burning bush one. Oh, that was, that was an excellent addition. <laughs> that also, I really appreciated um, when they're, they're trying to find the phone of the second victim and she finds that it's like, cause they, oh, he says, and he's careful, like, like could be a movie trap. might be a movie trap. And then her eye roll is a thing of beauty. <laughs> she, she does this like eye roll where one eye closes and the other one rolls. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> All right, so, sis, I'll see you next week. See you next week. Our theme song is Feral Angel Waltz by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons, by Attribution 4.0 License. Visit the show notes for the URL. I am an artificially generated voice, powered by Narakeep.com. Lucifer, is a Warner Brothers production that first aired on Fox and then Netflix. Tracy and Emily are not affiliated with Fox, Netflix, nor WB. If you liked this episode, subscribe to Keep Overthinking with them, and visit the show notes for other ways to connect.